0: Welcome uh, to the Shila Home Executive Podcast. Once again, my guest is Atom Gulav. Atom uh, has a multidisciplinary background in economics, engineering, and environmental science, as, and has spent more than 20 years in the minerals industry and academia. Throughout his career, he was involved in multiple projects focusing on recovery metals and other byproducts from mining, industrial and urban waste. He has a profound understanding of technical and non-technical barriers for better practices in waste management, recycling, and mined land rehabilitation. Atom is currently with the Geological Survey of the state of Queensland in Australia. And previous to that, He was Research Fellow at the Center of Mined Land Rehabilitation and Sustainable Mineral Institute at the University of Queensland in Australia. Atom, thank you once again for joining me uh, to discuss this important subject of waste.
1: Good morning, Sheila. It's nice
0: to discuss this subject with you again. That's fantastic. So uh, we can't take knowledge for granted. So I, I must ask you, to again explain to us what we mean by waste management.
1: Waste management is generally refers to um, techniques that we use to manage waste. So it can go from discarding waste, um, collection, transportation, to reuse and recycling or decontamination of the material. So there are different processes involved, how we can control the waste material because that's Generally, the main purpose is to control or avoid or minimize waste materials. And when we had this conversation a year ago, I tried to refer to the economic um, significance, how we define waste. What is waste? You know, what is, if it has a value for us, uh, for the society, for the economy, for businesses, then we consider this to be a material, uh, a resource. And if we don't have any value, if we cannot take the value out of this material. This is what we consider to be waste. And this approach is very different um, to nature, for example. When we're trying to make an analogy to nature, that nature has no waste, uh, we, we have to accept and understand that nature doesn't use the same economic definition of waste. There is no money circulation uh, between you know, animals and plants. So in a sense, it's, it's not really appropriate to use the same definition. Uh, Moreover, you know, if we try, for example, uh, to look at the uh, ecosystem as, as a way, you know, to find for us a better way to manage waste, if we try to take out particular species out of the ecosystem and treat them separately, let's say all big animals, they are now separate, they are society, in a sense, like us, and all of a sudden we can see that actually they do generate waste, because not everything in the ecosystem is useful for them, some materials for them are a waste, and it's only when you consider the ecosystem as a whole, this is when we don't see waste in nature. Everything has a purpose. The same within our society, you know, in a sense, waste is um, subject to our artificial exclusion ourselves from the planetary boundaries. Um, and that's, that, that's important to understand when we talk about waste management and whether it's inappropriate only, you know, using an economic definition or whether we should change what, what we think has to be management. Another important aspect of waste management that I wanted to touch a little bit this time is the purpose, you know, what, what is the purpose of waste management? So why are we trying to control waste? Um, generally purpose is defined as um, minimizing waste, as well as make sure that it's not uh, polluting, not dangerous to humans. So to minimize any risk related to waste. And, and often we also refer to waste management hierarchy. So we have you know, a hierarchy of actions. What should we do with waste? And hierarchy goes from uh, prevention, uh, reducing, reusing, recycling, recovering, and then disposing. Disposing, it's like the last uh, option that we can use for waste. A- again, if you apply the same approach to nature, does nature care about hierarchy, preventing, reducing, is it what nature does. so I don't think it's fun- fundamentally different again uh, but that's again fundamental in understanding what is waste management. So whether we use an environmental or economic approach and whether we have the right purpose, what we are trying to achieve with waste management.
0: Wow that's quite a lot uh, Adam. so I'm going to try and uh, follow through on some of the issues because they're really very important. Um, I wanted us to talk a little more about the economic definition. It sounds to me then that the economic definition of waste is subjective because one is really looking at it from the perspective of what we can uh, benefit economically. The second thing is that it's a human phenomena. It's not a natural thing. Am I correct?
1: Um, I think so. Um, it also refers to the scale, the scale of the problem. We only realize that we have waste and we have to manage waste when it, when it goes to a certain scale, so we're reaching the limit of the particular material or a particular contaminant, uh, then we consider that it's waste b- because we just have to control it. It may impact um, us or it can impact the environment. Um, so when we had you know, very few people on the planet, we didn't have any issue with waste. Um, in addition, of course, we are bringing other materials, other technologies. Some of the materials are artificial. They don't exist in nature, such as plastics. But then it adds an additional problem. How do we manage plastic? Because nature didn't have a chance to find a solution to this waste. So we have to find this solution ourselves. So that's probably two important uh, aspects whether it's artificial or not, it does exist or not in nature and and the scale, how much waste we are talking about. Hmm.
0: So that's another interesting thing because you said something like nature has no waste. What do you mean by that? Let's let's take the human element and our economic angle out of it. What do we mean when we say nature has no waste?
1: Um, In essence, it means that uh, Any material has a purpose, so there are loops um, of the material flows. Whatever is produced by nature, you know, one species waste material or discarded materials can be used by another material. So there is a circulation of matter, in a sense, a circulation of elements within the nature like a system. That's why we sometimes call it the closed loop. So everything can be reused or find a purpose again and again. and this brings, uh, in a sense, resilience to to the system. Um, so there are no leakages, th- that's another way to see. It. There are no leakages from the system so we can sustain the system at the same level of diversity or at the same level of resources available to the system.
0: Uh-huh. So, so is, is part of what we're trying to do in this hierarchy of interventions to reduce that leakage and make sure that uh, somewhere between the balance of a growing population, growing consumption, and leakage, that we can maintain this balance. Is is that how we arrived at this hierarchy of why and how we control
1: waste? Probably yes and no. It is so, yes, we have to kind of find a way to, to use the materials. That's one purpose, but it's more modern purpose. Um, the original purpose probably was simply referring to the cost factor um, and to the value, to, to the benefits we can get. So the higher level here, uh, you know, uh, methods they allow to recover more value or they allow to save. If we can prevent waste from the fir- in the first place, obviously we don't need to spend any any money to to treat or collect these materials. So that's why it's a preferred option. Um, and more recently, we added value as well on the top of that. Can we have? Can we see opportunities uh, with waste materials or with reusing the materials? Can we design products in a different way so at the end of life we can recover this value? Or we can preserve the value if we can reuse a product. So that's that's another important aspect when we talk about waste management in modern terms.
0: Uh-huh. So you've done a lot of work in mining. Typically, what kind of waste is associated with mining operations and w- why should we concern ourselves with that waste when we think of the secular economy? Uh,
1: the mining sector is a, a significant producer and generator of different waste materials. Typically we're talking about you know, three major components, um, solid waste, liquid waste and gas, gas emissions or can be just g- gas type waste materials. Um, but, but again, we have to go a little bit further than that. It's not just about waste materials that mining can generate. It's, it's often about environmental impacts and environmental impacts can be very diverse and can go far beyond uh, in space and in time of beyond the life of mine. For example, you know, erosion, land erosion or land subsidence. Clearly this is not a waste, but it's a significant impact which would affect the ecosystem or biodiversity loss, or water contamination. Again, maybe not directly a waste, but it's still a significant impact. Um, can be also you know, dust, or noise, or light pollution, in some cases, uh, also significant elements. Um, so we have to consider, yes, waste materials, it's a kind of simplistic way to see, but environmental impacts, it's more uh, broader and more inclusive category uh, to, 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 to describe what are the impacts from mining
0: Hmm. We we often speak of uh, uh, carbon emissions. Is, are carbon emissions a form of waste? I think carbon emissions are a
1: form of environmental impacts. Uh, I haven't heard anyone defining them as waste, and historically no one really cared about carbon emissions, even when it was control measures for, for emissions. Uh, typically, is referred to particular gases like sulfur dioxide, for example, or nitrogen oxides. This is clearly polluting uh, gases and there were applied limits on, on, on those. But carbon dioxide was unlimited. It's considered to be benign. Uh, in, and in a sense, it is benign because um, most carbon dioxide is actually still produced by, by nature, not by us. It's a natural cycle on, on the planet. But we are contributing a lot kind of in a one-way uh, sense we're not consuming it back unlike nature they generate and consume back while we just generating it one way so uh yes it's an it's environmentally but but not it's um i wouldn't call it
0: a waste mm-hmm. you spoke earlier about uh, an an ecosystem and and in the context of that what then is the relationship between Uh, waste management, environmental protection, and the notion of the circular economy?
1: Uh, I would probably say that waste management, environmental protection, and circular economy refer to different levels, uh, how you see the system. Waste management is more narrow focused on on the waste materials, uh, maybe at the company level or society level in some cases. Environmental protection clearly refers to the ecosystem, while circular economy trying to see, um, uh, you know, the global system and uh, in in some senses, even trying to include an environmental uh, system as well as part of it. That's why they distinguish sometimes uh, environmental uh, loops versus, or biological loops versus technical loops or technical materials that, that the society can use. And this sets as, as well the planetary boundaries um, and the circular economy trying to articulate and refer you know uh, us as a civilization finding a way to manage um, our resources flows within the planetary boundaries.
0: Can you explain a little more? When you say the circular economy tries to uh, present some b- boundaries in terms of how we manage uh, our industry. Can you be more specific? What do you mean by that?
1: Well, it's probably good to connect circular economy to waste management, because it's not often kind of clear what is the difference, you know, waste management also evolved over time from just uh, treating waste or controlling waste to um, preventing, reducing, recycling. So how is that different from a circular economy? Circular economy tried to introduce you know the loops uh, material loops. in a sense, it's kind of mimicking nature because in nature, um, again, different waste materials, what we might define as waste, they have this loops. so it's essentially material flows. Everything goes in a flow and can be reused again and again. That's why we say there is no waste in nature because the materials keep flowing around in different circles. And circular economy introduces just just that, different loops, whether it's uh, end of life recycling or whether it's um, reuse of products. Um, however, uh, unlike waste management and unlike ecosystems, circular economy also adds value to these loops. So what circular economy often says is, we have to maintain resources at the highest value possible. So th- this, in a sense, contradicts nature, which doesn't really do that. Um, it's more about resilience in nature, like a system. But it's still much better than waste management because we clearly articulate and so where is the value, and that's why we trying to um, put a priority for certain loops, uh, such as, for example, uh, material disassembly or material um, or product reuse is much better than than recycling at the end of life.
0: Hmm. It's interesting what you say that uh, uh we human beings are in these loops are uh, looking to re- recover, enhance, or protect value, but that nature doesn't look at value. Can you talk a bit more about that? Uh I think I understand you, but I'm not sure that I do. Can you explain more what is nature's concern, if at all, uh nature's concern? where we are more concerned about value? Uh,
1: That's a very philosophic question, um, but I will try to answer that. Um, I think it's more about resilience. So this is how ecosystem evolved over millions of years uh, to be sustainable and resilient. And that's why we refer sustainability to as well natural system um, often. um, So how do we maintain and what are the different aspects of this sustainability and resilience? For example, biodiversity. From a pure economic point of view, biodiversity is a waste. We have too many different species. Why do we need such diversity? They're all very different. Uh, Plants, for example, can produce so many seeds and 99% of those seeds probably gonna die. They're not gonna germinate and they're not gonna produce anything. Why do we need to waste so much resources? But in nature, it's part of resilience. Even if one percent survives, it's still enough, uh, and the 99 percent will probably find another purpose, either you know, food for uh, insects and uh, animals, or can go back and turn into soil and useful nutrients. So that that's resilience. This is what drives um, ecosystem. In the longer term, how can we maintain uh, the, the the system, the planet, and uh, uh, different species? Um, while well, in, in the economic system, I think we are currently at the point where we're trying to change the economic, our view to economy in general, and circular economy is part of changing this view. Again, it goes back to purpose, uh, In this is recently relatively new question. So what is the purpose of our economy? What are we trying to achieve? Is it just uh, growth forever, such as measured, for example, by gross domestic product? Or are we clearly we cannot just grow forever that's impossible for any system we have to slow down at some point but then if we slow down and if you go flat then what is the purpose of economy and that's still a big question in the economic sciences
0: hmm. so you, you mentioned earlier that a, a large part of why waste management uh is center stage and and that we are now contemplating reclaiming and protecting value through the secular economies that the the world's population has grown and when there were fewer people on earth and our impact and the stress on this ecosystem and its resilience was not as bad or as high as it is now can you talk more about how the population growth our rate of growth production and consumption uh, is important as we think about this circular economy the hierarchy of uh, waste management processes
1: um i think there is a direct correlation of course between industrial production consumption and volume of waste um I don't think it changed much over the last several decades um, it's still pretty much linear we produce we consume and then we waste the materials and this is what circular economists as well you know um, highlight and you know making alarm alarming calls for changing our attitude um, when we talk about production, it's also probably important to distinguish primary production using primary resources versus secondary production um, using recycled materials. This is what we are trying to kind of switch. We have to use more uh, secondary resources, not relying on the primary uh, resources and excavation of materials. So, uh, um, But the most significant change that happened probably in the last 10 to 20 years is changing our focus from uh, production to Consumption, and what I mean by that is, um, if in the past we were producing goods and the, you know the main aim was just sell what we produced, that's it. Everyone should be happy. Well, nowadays we're trying to change focus that consumers should lead the production. As consumers, we are aware of environmental inputs. We want different types of products, different types of uh, processes being used. Uh, in a sense, we change in what. Uh, what is more what is better for the planet what type of products we should be producing and buying and how we should be uh, designing those products so they um, uh, can be disassembled and can, can be recycled so this is a major change what is driving the production and hopefully this will lead uh, to the change in the volume of waste ultimately uh, and contribute of course to
0: circular economy right so uh, you 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 speak about uh the way we do things, uh, the way we do things is a function of law, it's also a function of policies, it's a function of industrial innovation and a mix of all. And, and it sounds to me that the secular economy is only really effective if we think of it in global rather than local terms. So I have to ask you, are there any international laws that govern uh, waste management and especially with a view to protecting common areas that don't belong to anyone like the the high seas?
1: Uh, I think it's a very complex area, waste management. So there is no per se, uh, you know, approach can be applied to all industries, all sectors. There are of course common areas, so specific very dangerous materials where such laws and treaties uh, do exist. The, the one to mention, probably the most well known, is uh, Basel Convention. Uh, this refers to transboundary movements of dangerous waste and disposal of waste. So that, that, that this one is important. Um, and and you referred as well to the um, high seas. That, that's another important area. This this is uh, recently and especially with uh, forecasted our efforts to extract materials from uh, deep. Uh, deep seabed. Um, this is managed by International Seabed Authority under the United Nations Convention of the Law of Sea. Um, and when you look at the sea, there are three areas that they distinguish. You know, One is closer to the coast, uh, it's territorial sea where we do see mining or extraction activities happening, such as, for example, sand and gravel extraction, or in some cases can be even mineral extraction. Then we have a continental shelf, uh, usually a bit deeper, far away. It's exclusive economic zone. We still do see extraction, for example, oil and gas, uh, offshore extraction coming from, from this area. And then when we go to deep sea, this is where uh, something we call high seas. Uh, and as the United Nations define it, it's a common heritage of mankind, so we should protect. Um, There is an interest to mine um, and allow mining in this area, this is still controversial because a lot of um, impacts we don't understand, it's too deep, it's too complex, most species uh, living there, we don't even know what are they, what is the ecosystem down there, and again important to understand that this ecosystem is very old, it took millions of years to form uh, the seabed as it is. And if we disturb it, the consequences are still unknown. Uh, so far, um, the International Seabed Authority did issue several dozens of exploration licenses. So the companies do go and explore, uh, see what is in there. They're trying to understand how much value they can make. But there is no, no one single mining licenses has been issued. And um, uh, some countries actually raise their concerns and they, they want to put a ban on seabed mining. But that's that's still coming. It's not yet decided.
0: Mm. So um, I, I should ask, uh, the World Bank says that in order for us to uh, have enough matters to transist to cleaner sources of energy, the world production and demand for minerals will probably increase 500 I mean, it's it's difficult to, to wrap my mind around this. Um, does, can the secular economy, if we secularize the economy now, uh, can we potentially reduce this level of extraction or uh, given demand and what we must do, we have no choice. This is something that's going to have to happen.
1: That's an interesting and debatable question. Uh, I don't think we have a single answer here. Um, yes, there is a significant increase in interest in certain minerals and certain metals, and we will require many times more. But but when you see when you hear these predictions, you know five hundred times, you know ten times, it's 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 all has to be put in context. Uh, what mineral or metal it refers to, whether you're talking about total consumption versus production. Whether you're talking about total production versus primary production, uh, essentially mining. So, and when you narrow it down to mining, the figures are not that um, not that significant. It's still about talking about several times times increase, but it's not hundreds of times. You know, it's um, it's much smaller than that. Um, only a fraction of most metals are used in energy-related technologies. Well, except maybe for lithium. Uh, and a few others, uh, critical minerals. So that's that. That's one part of the equation. The, the other part is, of course, recycling. Can we recycle more? Yes. Yes, we can, and it will take time. It may take a few decades. Clearly, we have to design new technologies better, new products better, so they're ready for disassemble, and it is possible. It. Uh, I believe it will happen. It will take some time, but ultimately, we will get there. Um, that's, well, that's in short probably my answer to that.
0: Right. Well, here's my last question to you. You you indicated that, of course, we have the whole concept of waste management, which itself is universal, but that there are different forms of waste depending on uh, the industry, the environment, and, and whether or not you're dealing with nature or man-made uh, substances. So I have to ask you what is probably Uh, a question for which there isn't a definite answer, but I must ask it anyway. Do extractive industries by nature produce more waste than other industries?
1: Well, short answer is definitely they produce by far more waste than anyone else. But again, you know, the devil is in, in detail. Uh, what type of waste, uh, how do we define waste, and what is the destiny of those waste materials, what is going to happen. Uh, y- you know, y- you can see, of course, awful pictures where the mine finished and you can see a, a, a mountain of waste materials and a big open cut pit. But you also can see other pictures more, more modern approach where there was a big open pit and you know, everything destroyed and all of a sudden the forest is growing or it's a national park. Um, so is it is it a bad outcome? Uh, or is it, you know, it's it's all back to nature, and it's all productive, and it's non-polluting. So that's, and where is waste? And, and the question is, oh, well, you know, it's um, probably encapsulated, and it's um, on the top of that, the forest growing again. Um, so that, that's that's really important to understand the cycle. Uh, the mining project, or most of them go on a cycle. So it's you know 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And it's a temporary use of land. So when we're talking about mining, in many cases is a temporary activity. And when it ceases, something else should come. Uh, And this is what we are trying to aim for when we're talking about sustainable or responsible mining. We use this land, we extract materials, and then we return this land back either to productive economic use or back to environment. and, and, And there is no visible impact ideally. There are still, of course, negative examples, but hopefully we should be able to avoid those in the future.
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, Atom, that was uh, very interesting and very informative. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to the Sheila Extractive podcast once again. Thank you, Sheila. It's my pleasure.